Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us in this episode of Taking the Road Less Traveled Through a Disrupted World with David Irvin and myself, Allie Stone. podcast is to have open-hearted, real conversations about our authentic journey through this disrupted time in our world. And we also feel that what we learn from this journey will be able to apply to an emerging new world when we come out the other side. In our commitment to make a difference to difference makers, we want to use this podcast to explore what's happening in this time in our lives and as well as what's happening in the lives of those of you who are committed to making a difference making a difference the authentic way. Now, David's mission is to connect leaders to their authentic selves, which inspires and enables them to have a meaningful impact on their organizations, communities, and even their families. David says leadership at its core is about influence and it has nothing to do with our titles or the letters behind our names or even the sizes of our offices. Leadership is about the capacity to inspire others to action. It truly is about making a difference. And Allie Stone has joined me on this journey as she has a deep understanding of what it means to lead authentically. She has spent the last 15 years of her career exploring what caring leadership looks like and how organizations can be built from the heart and still be truly successful. For Allie, leadership is life. She believes anything involving human connection is all interconnected in the experience of living. And she is passionate about working with other leaders who are inspired to create something similar. It is her belief that sharing her lessons will help other leaders gain deeper insights and understanding as to the infinite possibility that lies ahead for each of us when we connect with our hearts. All right, everyone, welcome back uh, for another week here with David Irvin and myself, Ali Stone, and the Other Everest podcast. We're so honored that you choose to join us every week, and uh, we just feel so grateful for all of the people who have joined us on this journey. And that really <laughs> ties us into where we wanted to go today. So we've been talking a little bit about uh, this journey and where we've been going with the other Everest, putting everything online, um, how our landscape has changed so drastically, especially in the last six months. Um, and David and I have had a lot of conversation about our community. And we've had some conversations around what that has felt like to lose. And we've also had some really empowering conversations as to what that looks like to rebuild. So we're gonna dive into that a little bit today. Um, And just the idea of finding your tribe and your own personal community. So maybe I'll just, I'll start with a question, Dave, if that's okay. When you think of community and you think of your tribe around you, what does that mean to you? And like, how does that resonate with you? And how does that impact your life? Having a community in a circle around you? Well, great introduction, as always, Allie. And yes, this is a very big passion of mine. It's also been an area that I have struggled because I'm very independent. And I've run my own business. And I've built my own company. And I've got a great team. But I've needed I've taught so much 
Ali, about community. And I've taught because I've taught it because I've needed to learn it. So you've heard my thoughts around community in the retreats that we've done, that authenticity is a lonely journey, but it can't be done alone. Mm -hmm. I'm 64 years old. And if you begin to think about how many voices are there in this world that tell me how to be a cool 64 year old, <laughs> what kind of car I should be driving, what I clothes I should be looking, wearing, where, you know, what kind of house I should live in, what success should look like. I mean, you can't turn on a television or turn on the internet without voices telling us how we should be. Now my question is, how many voices are there in my life that guide me to my own voice mm. and support me to be who I am? This is the notion of community. People who will guide you back to yourself. People who will help hold you accountable to stay on track. And I think this is an incredible opportunity. And you know, I think I've, I'm sure I've said this in our podcast up until now. I've never felt more alone because I've been so isolated and I've never felt more connected because we have a chance to get past all the strata and the, and the social status and be real with each other. I mean, we get to see each other's bedrooms and each other's living rooms and each other's pets and each other's family and each other's personal life more than we've ever had before. And we get past this notion of impression management where we spend all of our lives trying to measure up to the expectations of, of others. Mm -hmm. And what community is, are the people who bring us back to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And even people who support hard. us to do that, even when it's hard. Mm -hmm. What's your experience of that? Oh man, some of the people I appreciate most in my life are the people who will be like, uh-uh. <laughs> that's not you don't that's not the way you want to handle this you might want to think about this right so I, I think about my sister immediately she's my best friend and um but we we butt heads we're very different personalities and she's very quick to be like that's not in your values <laughs> and point something out to me and um sometimes that's a little hard to hear in the moment but man I can't even count the number of times that she has pulled me back to the path I want to be on, right? Just by, by caring enough to know who I am at the core and then to hold me to that. So I think that that uh, is a really amazing piece of the puzzle of your community to have around you when you have that, is accountability the right word? She, it's love. It's like deep love, but she will also hold me like highly accountable to who I am and what I'm doing um, and helps me check myself. And I think, yeah, I think that that's so such an important integral piece of, of your community. And I know there's so many pieces, so I want to get to a few of them today, but as you were talking, I was like, and when it's hard, for sure. You've just created a new, a new term for me. It is about loving accountability. Mm. And it's about people who will hold your toe to the fire, not let you off the hook, but you know that they're not doing it for their own ego, for their own gratification. They're doing it because they have your interest in their heart, yeah. your best interest. I don't know that many of us have had the real experience of community where you're supported to be you who you are. And I, 
I just wanted to take a minute, Allie, and reflect about my first experience with community. And it was back when I was in high school. And you know, when you're in high school, you have all the social status and the stratus, if you will. You, you know who the geeks are and who the jocks are and who the popular ones are and who the nerds are. And so you, you go through high school. I don't know, I, I can't say everybody did this, but I had the experience of where do I fit in here? And, and I, I'm not the popular one, even though I, I was the student body president, um, I didn't feel like I belonged here and I felt like I was on the outside and I was trying so hard to make a good impression. And it, it felt very lonely and yet I was in a school with 600 kids. And I was very alone, but on the weekends, and I'm very, I can get very emotional about this, but on the weekends, my dad was the scoutmaster in our church. Now he was a master at working with kids. He spent his early, his first career was working with uh, troubled kids in Calgary, in, in uh, downtown Calgary, South Calgary. And, um, and helping them be a part of a community. And, on the weekends, I got a chance to step away from all of the status and the impression management and all of the effort to try to fit in. And I was with a group of boys that were on this scout troop and that we had them all. We had the jocks and we had the geeks and we had the nerds and we had the popular ones, but all of that was cut away. First of all, none of the kids that I was in my scout troop, none of them went to school with me. So I, I came into the city because we lived out in a small little farm. So I came into the city. And so the church group was a totally different group than my school group. And I didn't know it then, but I had a place where I could completely be who I was. And um, I'm sorry that my dad isn't around that I could thank him for that because it was my first experience in looking back. It was my first experience in being in a community and it was incredible what we learned together and the experiences that we had together. And we went to church together, but frankly, I don't remember what the theology was and what we learned. I learned nothing about what was in church, but we had this togetherness that was in retrospect, what I hold up to be a true model of community where people were loved and accepted and supported to be who they were. And it, it was remarkable to hold that up and the synergy that got created, even though I wouldn't have articulated it then, um, what we learned together, it was incredible. So I, I just, those are some of my artic inarticulate thoughts about community. And I just wondered what stirred up for you in that little story. Yeah, well, I had spent some time thinking about community because I knew we were gonna talk about it. And so a few things came to my mind. Um, I had the really hard high school experience. So I was bullied um, and it was really challenging for me. I had next to no community for that three years of my life. And um, when I look back on that time, it's really, it's hard, right? So I have a hard time thinking about it and um, thinking about what my life was like at that time because without community, it's very hard to move forward. So I felt very stuck for those three years and I felt very like in a place of, um, yeah, like non-movement, right? Like I wasn't really growing, nothing was really happening. 
Now that's not to say I had I had no friends. <laughs> I did have I had, did have a group of a few friends, but um, being bullied kind of like takes over your life, right? And it makes you feel like kind of everyone's out to get you. So that was like really challenging for me. And I was thinking through times when I had really amazing community in my life. And uh, when I was in junior high school, I was on a, a cheerleading team. And I was on that team for the full three years I was there. And um, I had this really tight community of these like 20 girls that we all just did everything together. So I remember, I remember uh, in grade nine that we even went to Washington and we all went on a trip to like a, like a camp. We won um, the provincial championships. I don't really remember what it was all about, but it was just, like, we were just having so much fun, right? And so we got this trip out of it. We got to go to like a U.S. cheer camp and, and learn. And uh, it was an incredible experience. And I remember the summer of grade nine as that ended, I had to move. So this is how this all kind of transpired for me. I didn't get to move with my friends. I had to move away uh, to another place. And so um, I remember leaving this like really tight knit feeling of community and then coming into this place where I had no community and I was really struggling to build it. And I think it's looking back, it's a very interesting lesson in my life for me. And it took me a long time to kind of, um, yeah, swallow it all down and <laughs> be able to rearticulate it. But I know now that when I'm in that situation where I feel like my community isn't clicking, that I go out and find it. Like I, I think in high school, I just kind of sat back and I was like, hands up. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. And that's fair. Like I'm, I'm not judging myself. I was a teenager, right? But now if I find myself in a situation and I have somebody in my community who doesn't love me in that way that we were talking about, isn't, isn't willing to hold my toe to the fire, so to speak, or uh, be there for me when I really need a shoulder to cry on, or I can't do that for them, then I need to consider whether or not they really are a part of that close-knit community for me. So um, thinking about having this conversation, I had some cool trips down memory lane <laughs> that I hadn't had in a long time. Um, yeah, and so that experience, it was two very polarizing but completely opposite experiences I had in a very short kind of window of time in my teenage years. So I saw both sides of that. Um, I think I have a very good community now <laughs> of people. I think I'm really lucky, but I'm, I'm always looking to add to it in different ways, coaches, mentors, friends, confidants. Like, um, I feel like there's just so many amazing people out there in the world that it's, that there's always room for more. I feel like there's always space in my heart, but <laughs> sometimes that can get challenging too. Can I just ask you, a question about your community when you were in junior high. Yeah. What was the impact of being around a group of girls where you didn't have to look good or that you were accepted for who you were and, and held it with your tribe, if you will? What was the impact on you personally? Oh, like a ton of growth. It felt like, yeah, I was starting to really step into who I was going to be as a woman um and it's interesting because I felt like that all kind of like reverberated backwards in high school right so I like almost took steps back it took a little longer because of that but yeah when I was with them it was like as long as we had each other's back like nothing really it was it was all good right and and because 
it was obvious that we had such a good community because of the way we performed too, which I think is interesting looking back to, right? You know, when we're, we're winning these competitions and we were like a new junior high, new on the competition, like our school didn't even really want to pay for uniforms, you know, like we're like this like underdog coming in and we're winning these, all of these competitions and stuff like that's a That's a pretty cool testament to that. You're really trusting each other. Also, when you're throwing each other in the air, you gotta trust each other. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I look back on that and I think that's, that is, that is a result. That's a very cool result of having a community around you that you trust in and you believe in and you love. Um, and that it's possible, right? And this is our intention. It was our intention when we went to Banff and brought these brought leaders to Banff and bring them together in a community for four days and sustain that community. We've had these roundtable conversations every week through this COVID, uh, through this lockdown with people who have been attending at those retreats. And it is our intention to really create that kind of a space that you talked about mm -hmm. where people can be who they are and get support on the areas where they want to grow and feel as though they're being challenged and also deeply, deeply accepted for who they are. And this is the elements where growth happens. And now we're faced with this pandemic and how do we now build those meaningful communities? So before we talk about that, our intention around creating um, those kind of communities in the upcoming masterclass, I think it's important to just have our listeners stop for a moment and ask a couple of questions. And that would be, first of all, what are you needing right now in terms of growth, in terms of belonging, in terms of connection, uh, on your own personal journey, what kind of community are you needing? And then take an inventory of your current community. For example, you might be in a relationship where you're getting a lot of support from one person. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's a sense of gratitude about that. And it might be a sense of weight, excessive weight when we depend too much on one person to meet all of our needs because a community responds to a variety of needs and no one community can meet any need, can meet all of one's needs. Not one relationship can meet that. So I think it's important to just stop and really say, what am I really needing? Am I needing emotional support? Am I needing perspective? Am I needing a mentor? Am I needing a peer confidant? Am I needing a coach? Am I needing just a very good friend where I can will just hold the space and be really, really authentically honest with ourselves around what our, uh, what our need is for community and then take an inventory about how that your current community is meeting those needs. Look at where there's gaps and then be intentional on how we can fill those gaps. And it might just be um, time to really identify where we can uh, take a step toward filling those, uh, those voids in our life. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, uh, you know, you and I feel like we're in a position that we need to create a community because we see the value in that and we understand the importance of bringing people together um, on an individual level, 
in a group setting. And also for us, we need to recreate a community around us or we want to build our community around us. So um, that's part of, of where we're going in the coming months. So it's been a very exciting time <laughs> for Dave and I. And we've done a lot of um, really amazing things. Uh, the other Everest online. Um, we're going to be doing some online webinar workshops, some uh, some speaking engagements. But what we really want to do is we want to help reconnect the authentic leaders in our communities, and we want to help bring you together. And we want to do that through connection and inspiration and the opportunity to develop and grow in all of those areas that David was just asking you to spend some time looking at for yourself. We're very excited to announce that we'll be having our uh, very first masterclass with David and I uh, beginning in October. Uh, this will be an intimate group. It will be very exciting. There will be a lot to learn. There will be a lot, a lot of different ways that you can grow, and it's going to be that connection that we've lost. We're going to rebuild that, and we're going to continue along this authentic journey of deepening who we are as leaders and as people in ways that can meaningfully impact the world moving forward. So a lot, of, a lot of CEOs, I've asked them, do you want a CEO group where you can be around other colleagues? And the CEO, and there's a place for that. And there's certainly associations and communities available in the McKay group, for example, uh, tech group, uh, many groups that appeal to CEOs that want to get together with other CEOs in terms of their um, strategy and the building of their business and the building of their life. But the CEOs that you and I work with have said to me, no, I wanna be around a variety of leaders at all levels, community leaders, family leaders, people who wanna be better parents. And I want a perspective on leadership from a variety of people who are committed to making a difference in the world. And so there's gonna be, it's gonna be a small intimate group, but our intention is to come together like you've expressed, Ali, to say, how do we support each other to be authentic? And there will be, just like there is in the retreats, there will be an education component, there will be a reflective component, and there will be a community component. And I just think it's fascinating. How do we build the kind of community that we've built at Banff? How do we do that in this um, pandemic where we're behind the screens? Mm -hmm. And it's not ideal, but I believe that we can create it. And we can make that happen when we come together with a shared commitment to help each other be true to ourselves and to find our voice and to live our lives in alignment with what truly matters to us. So we're offering this and be, uh, if you're interested, certainly get in touch with us. We'll be sending out um, an, an invitation for people and it's intentionally gonna be a fairly small group because yeah. this, is, this is a big focus for us is to really build a trusting community over a period of 10 weeks between October 1st and uh, the, about the middle of December. And, and uh, I wanna, we really want to experiment with that. And the other thing I want to say, Ali, is that a big part, I had a coaching client last week who we were talking about her need for community. And she actually needed support in identifying 
what her need was for a community, that she hadn't stopped and asked herself that question about, well, I don't even know where to begin to know what I need from a community of people. And what would my tribe look like? I just know that there's this sense of angst in mm -hmm. me. And then she went on and expressed what that was. So that's something that you and I can also offer to people. If people are, are feeling a need for some growth in their life, feeling a need for belonging to a community beyond themselves, being, feeling as though, hey, I want, it's not just a personal support, but it's about, it's about leadership support to develop and strengthen your capacity to impact the world. Um, be in touch with us because we can help through a coaching process, identify for people what that might be in an authentic, real way. Yeah, awesome. I think we, um, I, my, my mind just keeps going to that we just, we lost so much this year, right? And um, for me, every time I think about the greatest sense of loss, it's connection, it's human connection. And um, you and I love it, <laughs> we do it well. And yeah, like you said, we're going to bring uh, a group of committed, authentic leaders together um, to engage and to re-engage and to reignite that fire of connection that drives the human race. <laughs> right? This is what, this is what keeps us together. It's what keeps us inspired. So um, it's going to be a very beautiful experience. I'm very excited for it. Well, both of our strengths is yeah. in the human touch. Yeah. And, you know, this is the reality that we are faced with today. Would I like to be able to get together um, and have this? Absolutely. And we will get back to having these retreats when it is safe. Yeah. But for now, we are going to make this happen online yeah. and we're going to plant those seeds and create that kind of community for people who are seeking it. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode of the other Everest. It's our mission to continue to bring you engaging, heartwarming and inspiring content. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, please feel free to visit davidirvin.com at any time as we would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it or subscribe or simply share the episodes with people you know who would also enjoy this conversation. Authentic leaders create ripples in time. Those ripples extend to generations yet unborn. And it's not just impact in the here and now, but impact in here and forever. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of this journey with us. Until we meet again.